together, we will destroy the Sith. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Knows Podcast. I am Darren, your host. On this episode two, Attack of the Rookies, we'll be spending time talking about the latest news in the technology world, well, the Apple world, the latest film and television shows I've watched, and Dave and I will be discussing some video game and the first music battle off. I hope you listeners enjoyed this episode two of Joe Knows. And it just works. And it just worked. It just works seamlessly. Speaking of technology, I'm still learning how to use the Anchor podcast hosting software. And it's been challenging to get the initial podcasts out on the many popular podcast platforms. Lesson learned here, do not give yourself such a tight self-imposed deadline. As for Apple news, how about the Epic Games battle versus Apple just got real when Apple pulled Fortnite game from the App Store on August 28th. Let's hope these two can't kiss and make up as millions of kids are not happy they can't get their season four chapter two on. September's here. That also means Apple's latest software update, iOS 14, is now in its final stages of beta testing with both app developers and public beta users. I plan to update to iOS 14 on day release, but maybe even download the public beta before the Goldmaster is out. Goldmaster, if you don't know, is essentially the final build of the software that Apple releases to the general iSheet, I mean, Apple users. I did download public beta for iOS 12 in 2018 and had no issues, but I shall wait and see what the Apple YouTubers have to say in the coming days. What features look great? Well, for me personally, I'm looking forward to having widgets on the home screen, the app library where all apps will live on the far right side of the home screen, more granular control over your privacy experience across iOS, the iMessage updates, which will now include pin conversations, inline and mention chats. And what about that compact UI for both phone calls and Siri? Now it's nice and small and you can see everything on your screen without it blacking out. And of course, the newly mapped Apple Maps for Canada. Yes, there are Apple Maps users out there, people. There are dozens more refinements, but these are the features I can't wait to try out. Now, let's quickly talk about iPhone 12, which, like I said on the previous Joe Knows podcast, will be the redesign of the iPhone with the square and and industrial look of iPhone 4. Well, place sources still believe all four phones will have OLED displays with the mainline expected to be their best sellers like last year's iPhone 11. But this year, the lineup looks to be one new hand, one hand operational size of 5.4 inch, which is called iPhone 12, and the 6.1 inch, with the name being either iPhone 12 Plus, which would make more sense than iPhone 12 Max. This is the phone set to be the successor to the iPhone 11. Both models will have the metal frame and glass, dual cameras with, of course, the wide and ultra-wide lens, finally have the 5G modem chips, and of course, Apple's class-leading custom A14 chip. The Pro lines, that's the one I'm interested in, It's coming in two sizes, a 6.1 Pro, and of course the new size 6.7 Pro Max, which will make it the largest iPhone app was made, besting the iPhone 11 Pro Max by 0.2 inch. Both phones are expected to have triple cameras, like last year's model, the wide, 
ultra wide telephoto lens and new to the 6.7 at the moment would be a lidar sensor which helps with map depth in the room with photography and of course better ar capabilities and of course your 5g modem chips possibly a 120 hertz display for the 6.7 only and of course again apple class leading custom a14 chip 6.7 iphone 12 pro max very tempting for me Oh, also the refreshers are expected, which will include Apple Series Watch 6, which will have the blood oxygen sensor being the largest update. Of course, iPad Air with some spec bumps and Apple TV with some spec bumps as well. Still, no official release from Apple at the recording of this podcast on their fall product announcement. But soon? Come on, Apple. You're killing me. Take my money. That's it for the technology segment of the Joe Knows Podcast. Rest in power, T'Challa. Chadwick Boseman passed away August 28th at the young age of 43. On to the film and television segment of the Joe Knows podcast. I was finally able to watch Ang Lee's The Gemini Man starring I'm the best, a.k.a. Will Smith. I know this movie came out in 2019, but I just got around to watch it. I really enjoyed the movie, and the film was shot, I believe it was shot in 4K 3D at 120 frames per second, which made the action kind of give the soap opera look that looks too real, looks fake almost, which would have looked fantastic in actual movie theater as opposed to home viewing. Apple TV Plus and the Sony movie Greyhound, starring Tom Hanks. This was actually Apple's f- first purchase of a film for their streaming service. And I must say, it was pretty, pretty good. The story is about an American battleship that has to protect smaller supply ships for the Allies as it sails safely to Britain, away from many U boats in World War II in the Atlantic. And the blazing 90 minutes makes you feel right in the action. Next up was Boom Joon-ho Parasite, which won the 2020 Oscar for Best Director and Best Picture. This movie is Korean-made with subtitles, by the way. But the themes and the relationships within the story speaks across any society. Well done, Bong. I am a fan. And I most recently was able to watch in the movie theaters Christopher Nolan's Tenet with my brother. Fantastic cast that includes John David Washington in the lead. His dad is some dude named Denzel. <laughs> okay. All right. The movie also stars Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki, and Sir Michael Caine. Because, you know, it's a Nolan movie. So if you're a fan of Memento and Inception, this is for you. The writing, sound design, and the practical effects was amazing. The movie is two hours and 30 minutes. The entire plot from beginning to end plays out like a puzzle and classic Nolan movie. Well done, sir. On the television front, I was able to complete HBO season one of Perry Mason starring Matthew Reese and John Lithgow, and the show was well done. 
It's a crime thriller that takes place in 1930s Los Angeles. Thank you, Mansell. If you get a chance, do check it out. I also started HBO Succession, only two episodes in, and I'm not so sure. But Uncle Argyle's in it. Last but not least, Lucasfilm just announced that The Mandalorian Season 2 will debut on Disney Plus on October 30th. Nice. Now where is the trailer to whet my appetite? The duo of Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni are back. The Force is with us, Master Sidious. Welcome home, Lord Tyrannus. You have done well. And they've done well for Lucas's original vision. This is the way forward for Star Wars Universe. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I truly hope these two will be involved on many Star Wars projects in the coming years. That does it for the film and TV segment of Joe Knows Podcast. Now, onto this episode of the Joe Knows Podcast segment, The Shift. That song, by the way, is Britney Suck from The Morones, my favorite out of the handful of songs from this band. I'm joined once again with Davey Morone, who will be talking about the latest PS news. And this week, we'll be taking on Chad Kroger versus Gord Downey. Take it away, Davey. All right. Time to talk PlayStation. There's lots of excitement in the gaming world surrounding the release of Sony's PlayStation 5. Sony has gone and refined the console into a new sleek black and white tower concept with illuminating blue accent lighting along its sides. The unit will also be able to lay flat like previous generations of the system in case you prefer to store it that way. The biggest change, however, comes with a major overhaul to the PlayStation's controller design. The new system will come with the DualSense controller that offers haptic feedback to gameplay, as well as the addition of adaptive triggers that use dynamic resistance to add varying levels of tension based on different gameplay situations. The console also offers backwards compatibility with PS4 for physical and digital content, including any classic remakes using emulators that were purchased through the PS Store. As always, the PS5 will have many great exclusive games. We can look forward to the highly anticipated sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West, as well as the next installment in the Spider-Man series, the brand new franchise concept Godfall from the geniuses at Gearbox who brought us the acclaimed Borderlands series, as well as another brand new franchise from the team at Square Enix that gave us Final Fantasy XV titled Project Athea. The PS5 launches holiday 2020 and will be available in both a disc and digital version. Never a dull moment in the video game industry, eh, Dave, when they're launching two new systems. What are your thoughts on the upcoming PS5? Well, developers are always doing everything to rush their consoles to market, which can be a little frustrating for gamers when you can't even keep up with all the current content on all your existing systems. However, I'm very excited for the release of the PlayStation 5 
because I also always have a backlog of games to get through and can never keep up to the release of a next-gen console. But thanks to PS5 giving us backwards compatibility, I can enjoy the content from both systems and continue to chip away at my gaming catalog. Mark Cerny, the lead architect behind the PS5, consulted directly with game developers to ensure what they were building met the wishes of those actually designing the content. And as soon as they can figure out their terribly designed PSN store layout, I'd say they'll have nailed the perfect system. The perfect system is iOS App Store, by the way. I glance at the specs of PS5 and the Xbox Series X10. Thank you to Apple for this nomenclature world we live in now. We don't know what an X is anymore. Both look nearly identical, but do you think Sony will come out ahead again? I think so. Most people I know personally who are gamers stand behind Sony over other consoles, and I'd argue that the sales numbers back that up. According to VG Chart Sales as of July 25th, 2020, the PS4 has sold over 160 million units to date, and the Xbox at 48 measly million units. Apple stopped reporting units sold around 2018 Q4, but on average, Apple sells around 200 million iPhones yearly for the last couple of years. Sorry, it somehow ends up being Apple even during the shift portion. I digress. Back to your prediction on the next decade of console wars. Well, when Apple actually designs a worthy competing console, we'll see how well it performs. <laughs> <laughs> Not many people actually remember Apple's venture into the gaming console world back in 1996 with the release of the Pippin. It retailed for $5.99 US, which is roughly $8.25 in today dollars. An ironic yet typical move from Apple to set such a high retail price, which is what probably ended up turning away most potential buyers. When it was discontinued in 1997, after only selling 42,000 units, Apple was actually on the brink of bankruptcy. Luckily, before that happened, Steve Jobs was brought back to the company to take Apple in the right direction and turn it into the success story we know today. The Pippin, however, still holds the record for the worst selling console of come all time. Okay, come on, come on, come on. Anyways, things are going to stay status quo for a bit longer until 5G technology combined with all of the new motion and sensory tech becomes fully integrated. Once that happens, we're going to have some real fun in the future of gaming. Do you think the PS5, Xbox Series X is what I'm going to be calling it, Nintendo Switch are the last of the physical disc and SD format for home gaming? As we know, gigabit internet is here now, and kids that become teenagers now know nothing but streaming-type gaming moving forward. Both the music and film industry have already made the shift last decade. Yeah, I mean, things seem to be moving in that direction for sure. I just don't think the gaming industry is fully there yet. The convenience of streaming and cloud storage is great. I mean, how awesome is it to not have to get up and change discs or wait for a game to finish downloading before you can start playing? That's genius. But I think when it comes to gamers, they're still reluctant to trust that their ISPs can guarantee them continuous, uninterrupted service. To have your network crash right before you're about to land that final blow in a major boss battle 
well, I'd rather not take the risk. And I think most gamers would probably side with you on that as well. Okay, let's move on to the music portion of the podcast. Okay, all right. Who's better here, Dave? Chad Kroger versus Gord Downey. From your musical perspective, who is more talented in terms overall as a musician and artist? And no personal feelings on Chad and Nickelback. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, yeah, Gord Downey for sure. I mean, Chad and Nickelback definitely have their own thing going for them, which is great. And I'd argue that they probably have had much more international success than the Tragically Hip ever did, specifically when it comes to album sales. But Nickelback lacks the insightful, lyrical content that the hip creates that resonates with real issues and situations. Gord Downey reaches deep down and tells us a story from his soul. I remember, I remember Buffalo. And I remember Hang It would seem to me I remember In my opinion, Chad seems to write more generic metaphorical hymns that are catchy but don't leave anyone in awe more like dropping a few lines over a good jingle look at this photograph every time i do it makes me laugh how oh, did our eyes get so red and what the hell is on joey's head gord downey is a canadian music icon and he's been greatly missed. Rest in peace, my friend. Rest in peace, Gord. All right. Boom, blue on the sea. This concludes episode two of the Joe Knowles podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast and have not yet please click on the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. And once again, please feel free to share with your family and friends. You can follow the Joe Knows Podcast on Twitter at Knows Podcasts, Instagram at JoeKnows.Podcast, and Facebook at Joe Knows Podcasts. Until next time, Joe out. I'd say they will have nailed... Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit.